I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. Welcome, everyone, to the Uppy and Stash Show. I am your host, Uppy. Uh, with me tonight, we have, let's see, Stash, how are you? Uh, we are, like, um, hoarding and being goaltenders to a bunch of cats tonight, and I'm doing great. And can I ask a quick question? What's the point of no beer in November if you're just going to constantly be getting shit-faced on other alcohol for the whole month anyways? <laughs> It's just, it's not beer, it's wine. (laughs) That's the way. I'm not doing doing beer, it's no beer. No beer, I'm not doing any beer. It's like saying I'm not gay, I'm just taking (laughs) it in the ass. Yeah, well, no, I'm not gay, I'm just sucking dick. Yeah, I'm experimenting, (laughs) whatever. But anyways, um, it worked well last year, and so it's going to work well this year. I'm just doubling up on alcohol. I'm yeah. Alright, <laughs> 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 right. moving along, we have uh, Chitwood. Chitwood, how are you doing? Fucking fantastic. Fucking fantastic. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking an 805 Cerveza. Cerveza, nice. And then in my lower right, we have Dodger. How are you? Hey, uh, little little salty that I was third behind Chitwood there. Um, also, you didn't ask Stash what he's drinking right now. He's drinking boxed wine. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Straight from Orange Dick. <laughs> um, you know what? <clears throat> I'm doing good. I'm still celebrating. Um, this is the first Uppy in the Sash episode where Dodger has been drunk admittedly drunk um so i'm feeling pretty good i got no complaints i had something else planned there but in my drunk mind i already forgot what i was gonna say what what has you drunk uh i've drank so far i've drank i've I've been telling you guys to drink this for a while now pink whitney pink whitney so that is new amsterdam quick plug new amsterdam um basically a hockey player, a professional hockey player made, they have a big, big podcast, not as good as this one, but they have a big, big <laughs> podcast. They got their own drink called pink Whitney. Uh, it's basically like a vodka and lemonade, uh, pink lemonade mix. As you can see, it's yeah. pink here. Um, it's really good. Honestly, it's really good. Um, I'm drinking it straight. So you, that's why I've only been drinking for like, two hours and i'm already at this point so it's sweet it's pretty good yeah that's that's awesome uh let's see we have a one special guest we might have a second one pop on later but uh first time we've had you on a while uh pencil tucky how are you i'm fantastic how are you doing well uh so you join us from pencil or tucky i i'm in uh the uh Ass crack of Pennsylvania, Erie, Pennsylvania, enjoying myself playing some men. Sweet. And then uh, I saw you had some beer. What do you got? 
I, you know what? I'm spoiling myself, so I got the uh, bearded iris tunnel vision. That was a fantastic beer. That was. Yeah. Oh, I have tunnel vision too. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not a type of beer. <laughs> <laughs> I say of all of our uh, beer week beers, that, that one still sticks out. Like uh, when I got my new job, I signed up for uh, Tavor. Is that beer subscription kind of thing? And anytime something from Bearded Iris pops up on it, I, I purchase it. What's and it called? Say it again. Tavor is like T-A-V-O-U-R. And basically, you, okay. you, you sign up, and then um, every day it'll it'll suggest five or six new beers, and you can read the description. Oh, cool. And you, you basically buy them then and there, but then at the end of the month, they'll take all the you, you buy the beer along the way, and then at the end of the month, however, however much you bought, you spend a fourteen ninety flat rate shipping, and then they ship it to your house. So that's how I've been spending all my monies. About 150 bucks a month. <laughs> so, and you deserve and speak, it, brother. And that's, a, and that's a good transition because uh, I'm having one of those beers tonight. This one's called Double Stuffed Chocolate Sandwich Cookie Stout. Mm-hmm. It's from White Elm <laughs> Brewing Company. Uh, basically, the whole point of this beer is it's supposed to be an 8% liquid Oreo, and I'll be damned it tastes. It actually hit the mark. It actually tastes like an Oreo cookie. So, that's cool. That's interesting yeah. that it that it generally kind of, it's able to follow through on all those taste buds, right? Because there's some other ones we've purchased that sounded good. Then like you go to taste them and you're like, shit, I spent like ten bucks on this, <laughs> and it's crap. Um, like we I, we bought one that was like a, it was like a, I think they call it like a slurry or a slash because it's a little bit thicker, but it was supposed to be like blueberry and like maple syrup pancake kind of thing and it just didn't work and i had yeah, to that 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 seems a little like <laughs> beers beer is not supposed to have a good flavor you know what i mean because to get a powerful beer you can't have a powerful flavor if it's that manufactured you know what i mean like you can't have a manufactured like that that Hershey, whatever shit that I brought up like a few weeks ago, like yeah. that just, you can see that not working. It wouldn't work. It's too powerful of a flavor. You can't enjoy the beer at that point. You know what and I mean? It's like one or. Hold on, Pennsylvania. Um, you, you spend half your time in Pennsylvania. Have you tried that? Um, Hershey, Hershey, Hershey's uh, Porter? Yingling. Yingling. Yeah. No, Have you had no, that? No. Mm-hmm. Like, I have an aversion to anything that has malt in it. Oh. Um, so, like, if it's, like, a, a stout or anything, I'm, like, boop, I'm out. Gotcha. Mm. I will choke them down if, like, people give them to me. Oh. There's, like, one or two, like, I'm, like, those are fantastic. But, like, it's very few and far between. Can I, like, Venmo you six bucks and say, pretend I'm giving you this beer, go buy it and drink it <laughs> and report back? Yeah, no, hey, I'm I'm game with that. I'll send you six bucks too. <laughs> I'll send anybody anything you need. So, like, if you need me to send you something, you tell me what you want. Um, the bearded iris stuff, like, it's fantastic. Like, I can fill up one of those prepaid uh, USPS boxes. Tell me how big it is. We'll just fucking pack it up and send it out. 
Yeah, without getting caught. Nice. Like, we'll have to. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you guys do you guys have anything that you've been trying to try by chance? Something that maybe you've like you haven't had a chance to try that you've heard about. Like for me, example is that Hershey Yingling shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try that. And I'm going to try it on next podcast. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to give you guys a live review of what that, what that's like, because I don't think it's going to be that good. So it's a, it's a mixed bag. Like, like half of the people I trust like it and half of the people I trust don't. Huh. So I, I just, that's, think what, that's gonna... what I heard too. That's exactly like it was 50, 50 people either liked it or they did not like it at all. Well, there, there's there, there's there's definitely some stuff out of Colorado that I want to try that um, our Bevmo here in Southern California has um, that I want to try that I didn't get to try when I was there, um, and because there's a, there's a lot of breweries in, in uh, Colorado, uh, but I I have to go and check it out because. Um, there's a lot of IPAs that I wanted to do, but I'm I'm, I'm going to head over there and check it out. Perfect. Uh, we how did, about how we, about everyone find and find something you want to try and let's let's try it for next episode. Let's yeah. get a live review of something. Do a, a, a wild card, a wild card. Of some yeah, sorts? there's not a lot of sports going on. Like this week, we have like one football game to predict. Yeah. To to, to <laughs> predict. <laughs> like, why don't we? Like, why don't we try something different? Like, why don't we all try an alcohol next week? Yeah. Can try something so amazing in his life that he feels like um, he'll vote Republican next time around. Well, <laughs> speaking, speaking of Brent and Liberty, he is here. Brent, how are you? I'm good. It took me forever, but I'm finally here. Can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. And I want to curse Dash for making me edit. So thanks, asshole. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, so are you, you done giving head? How's your tongue? Is everything uh, all right? It'd be better if I was, man. Jesus. Numb. <laughs> it's numb. I wish. <clears throat> numb. So uh, what a perfect week to have you guys on and uh, have Dodger with us too because Dodger's County – he lives in Maricopa County, there in the Phoenix area. This one of the most Phoenix watched area, yeah, <laughs> is Phoenix. Um, <clears throat> one of the most watched counties in our country right now. How's it? How's that spotlight feel? You know, I do. Honestly, like I've been, I, I've been thinking about it for probably like a solid two weeks up to. As Democrats, you're not as in your in everyone's face as everyone, or as the you know the right side. You know, I don't really like to Fuck go. Fuck you! What people. are you Who? talking about? I'll get in your face, motherfucker. He <laughs> will too. I've seen it happen. <laughs> I will shit but down your But it's not like I, I I can't go up to a random person and be like, "Hey, what are your political views?" You know what I mean? But yeah, it's weird. Like I've lived here uh, consecutively two and a half years. You know what I mean? This has been what's been my home. I've I've observed everyone's opinions and what the trends are, and knowing that there's a, a, a you know a big election coming up, and I knew that Arizona is Arizona was going to be one of the battleground states. Um, I could tell that this is going to be a blue state 
honestly. Like there's a very high amount of young, educated, you know, powerful people here. So it's not like you're getting all the people that are like, oh, you know what, I'm I'm 18 and my senior year of high school, but my parents bought me a truck and I'm I'm gonna call myself country even though I don't do shit. That that's not the thing here. Like the way that I thought it was gonna be. Like these people are very, very, very liberal here. And I had a feeling this is this was gonna be a big state in the end. Um, judging by kind of when I read and it's, it's awesome. Honestly, I'm very proud of Arizona. Like I said, before we even started recording, um, I'm really proud of this place. Honestly, that's super cool. It feels like home at not quite. I mean, you know, it's not 70, 30, it's like 51, 49 here, but you know, it's, it's a start honestly. And it's a start of people. I don't think it's the the liberal or democratic um, policy that's getting this. It's the fact that they see this guy, Donald Trump, who we call our president for another month and a half, um, two months maybe. Um, they see this guy and they're like, this guy is a complete joke. You know what I mean? And that means even more because the people that – well, you know, I know I'm being long-winded right now, but I saw a uh, – one of the one of the memes on Facebook today, and it said, um, "You know, take a step back when Trump loses, and 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 look at the fact that you didn't have more Trump flags on your pickup truck. It's on you. You know what I mean? It's not on. It's not on Trump. It's not on anyone else. It's on you. And I look at Arizona, and I'm like, that's the perfect, perfect explanation for the state because." When I first moved here, it was like that. Now it's like, we don't want this guy back in office. And I can read that, honestly, just by talking to people and living here. And it's like the trips to the stores. Like, it's like anything like shows me that this place is turning to a blue state, which I absolutely love. So it's good. I'm, I'm, as you guys can tell tonight, I am stress-free. I'm chilling. I'm relaxing. (laughs) I've been watching CNN for fucking three days straight now and yeah. i love it i have no complaints <laughs> it's like a sport for you <laughs> right it is honestly like dude the dodgers are done we 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 won that fight yeah, but now i'm on to my next one this one's just as big as that one if you ask me <laughs> bigger I, I i like to think that what's going on right now is like <laughs> the revenge of john mccain like and, and, and john lewis yeah and john lewis it's like a hey uh georgia's like well, guess what, guys? We have a fucking few cards up our sleeves, you know, and uh, he and, and pulling them off. See, I, I kind um, of well, view I mean, as the, the curse of uh, the, the curse of Stacey Abrams. She got fucked over so bad that she took that momentum. And um, I want to catch that. Something Brent has something to say, and I know it's going to be good, Brent. Oh no, I just kind of have a question with the rest of you guys in different parts of the country. Are the are the people flipping out there too? I know people are trying to hold this rally downtown tomorrow. We sort of caught wind of it and they are like, we're waiting for the right time in order to make sure that the news stations are there. Like, what the fuck are you going to prove with that? What's the point? You're not protesting anything. You're not oppressed. You're just like, I want, yeah, I want to sit here and cry until you guys named. Donald Trump, our king. 
Like, I don't understand what the fuck you want. And it's stupid, but it's also hilarious. Yeah, I'll fight here in Modesto. I can say that. Yeah, it's very funny down here on this side because uh, um, we're we're historically a brown area. So uh, to show up the way you do, you might get kind of beat up (laughs) or shot. But they do. They do. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll feel confident in the area and they'll show up with their flags and they'll, they'll, they'll do their stuff. But it might be more near towards a freeway or an area that they can exit quickly and not so much in the inner parts of a city, which sounds very racist. But, you know, there's, it, it, just, it doesn't happen, and especially in my city, be, because of work, uh, my side job and things that I do. I see it a lot and they only happen on the edges where <laughs> you're able to get in and out. You know, um, you're, you're, you're absolutely right with that because we yeah. were having freaking hillbillies around here doing these little Trump parades. Like I, you know, where they throw like uh, 16 flags on their trucks and drive around and honk and shit. But every time they're doing it, it was like up near the mall and here the mall is directly next to the interstate. You never saw them downtown doing that. I saw that shit all the time up near my house. Fuck those guys. Well, yeah, but m- much like me, you're in that area. Yes. Yeah, so suburban night, like, fuck you area. Like, what are you doing here, you dicks? Hey, Dodger, you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, an interesting fact to me is that, you know, you kind of asked how how is everyone else feeling in the in the other parts of the country like my thing is i'm not i'm a very proud californian you know what i mean i'm living in arizona so it's like being around these people who have for the last two decades um been a red state um you know i called my dad and or um i you know my dad's birthday was a few days ago so i called him like a few days before i mean i talk to him really every day so um, you know, I'm talking to him and, and he's been, you know, in the last few years, he's picked up a, a pretty good income. He's done pretty well for himself as far as moving up in, you know, that tax bracket. And he's like, well, you know, at this point, as far as policy goes, I'm <clears throat> kind of like a, a, a Republican voter. And he goes, but this year I can't, you know, I can't do it. And he's, and, and, and he starts lift, listing off these things about Trump listing i mean fucking back-to-back bangers i'm talking about billboard number one hits you know what i mean like i'm listening to these things that he's saying to me about why he hates this guy and how this guy is such a joke as a fucking rep, you know uh representative of our country and it's shit that i i haven't even heard about and me i mean if you get in an argument with me you know that i i know what i'm talking about or else i'm not getting into the argument and this is an argument i'm prepared to always have and he's telling me things that i'm like i've never heard before and i'm like oh shit okay hold on got to look that up and i look it up true oh shit got you know oh hold on give me one more second i got to look that up true and it's just like it just shows like that there has been i would say like i mean in my life that I've been able to watch, like the memory that I have is like, Oh wait, maybe Oh four, a little bit. Those, like, those are my first like elections that I've remembered. But like, 
at this point, I can see that people are actually turning because they see how much of a bad representative to this country that this guy is. And that, I mean, that means a lot to me. Like, that's why I'm so happy right now. I'm so loose. I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful that I see people turning over their, their opinions. You know what I mean? Because that's what everything's kind of about. Like, it's weird, Uppy. We um, we had an office episode. Like I know, again, I'm rambling on, but um, we had an office episode where we were talking about like um, something I don't know. And and Mrs. Uppy was like, "Well, I didn't like how Oscar like changed his opinion during that." And like, it's so weird. But I had a realization. Like, isn't that kind of the fight that we're all in right now? Like, now I'm finally seeing that everyone's kind of getting to a point where they can turn their opinion doesn't matter if their like parents raised them to be republican you know conservative thinking people like especially out here i can see that people are turning the tide and it doesn't matter like this is a blue state this is a little bit more of a blue country now and that's that shows a lot to me i don't know i feel i feel like i can't kind of rambled on but something uh, that's interesting in in my neck of the woods is which is the same as uppies is um, kind of, again, another breath of fresh air. The last couple of election cycles living in, again, yes, a blue state in which we had our results within two and a half seconds. Um, right. <laughs> and we, and oh, we thank you for that. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, what I'm seeing in our local area is that the voters are mobilizing, obviously, um, on behalf of the um, Democratic candidate for high stakes races, but the local races and the representatives at our um, state and our state legislatures and at the federal level um, are actually becoming more important in our areas and people are putting more um, more time and effort into understanding their local governments, which is actually a breath of fresh air in this region that honestly um needs that um so we're starting to see people dive into are the candidates that actually are making a, a little bit more of a difference on the ground level which is actually nice nice um, brent oh, i'm sorry yeah, I, i'm happy that you guys have had that <clears throat> there but i'm telling you we really didn't hear it was fantastic to see erie flip from red to blue um but that's typically where we are historically and we didn't really go back to it as much as i would have liked now much of the democratic candidates did pick up ground in erie but it wasn't like as big as i think we'd hoped for it's i i what are you guys doing out there what what do you see out there that people are doing to mobilize that could be done here because I know there's people here that are really, really working on it, that really care. And I mean, I guess anything we could possibly learn from you guys is just because I'm happy we did it, but I didn't see the momentum that I'd hope to see. Given right. it's all of the national level, but not necessarily the local level. Like I'll, I'll put still you on this the way. local level, there was like it was a win. It went that way, but I thought it, you know, like it didn't go that way much. I I'll put it to you this way. I have I know two people specifically um, that have been in my social circles for at least four or five years, some longer, um, that for this election cycle gave up their profession and worked on a campaign. Holy shit. One was a teacher and one was a social worker. 
put put their professions on hold and then devoted their time to a specific campaign. Also, Brent, I'm our union game out here is really strong. Like our unions get behind the more progressive candidates and they phone bank and like text banks are not no canvassing this year, obviously with COVID, but generally unions put in a ton of fucking work. See, unions are a relic here. They have historical significance in Western Pennsylvania. But then again, one of like the greatest atrocities to happen to of union busting happened here in Western Pennsylvania. There are a lot of people here who will fight you to the freaking death to squash unions. Mm. Why? Why? Well, for instance, we do have this one group here called the MBA, the Manufacturers Business Association. And really what it is, it's like a union of the, the like tool and die in manufacturing. Yeah. It's like our big, it's, that's our lifeblood here. Yeah. And it's almost like a union of those owners and they do real fucked up shit there. Like they pretty much wage fix so that, Hey, if you have this job, this is what you pay. Yeah. This is what you get paid. So there's really no reason for somebody to switch jobs. You're not going to be upwardly mobile in that unless you stay at a place and grind it out. And they make sure everybody sort of makes the same thing. So of course with that, and these are the places there, like I know that now since this administration is out within the next year or two, they will happily host both Trump and Pence, probably more. They've had every freaking conservative dipshit that you could possibly think of here. And they're going in, they push that narrative. And so when you have that, and this place is a mile away from my house, and when you have nice, <laughs> when you have that being pushed, it sort of does change the culture here. Yeah. Why do you have me naked on your screen? <laughs> you're not that orange. Sorry. Hey, no, I'm don't, happy. You made my dick ever, a little bigger. Don't. You are a good dude. Do not ever compare yourself to this guy. That I have <laughs> this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just for context for the look listeners. at that thing. We, we use Zoom, which obviously, as everyone knows by now, allows virtual backgrounds. And behind Dodger is a very naked Donald Trump. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know what? I should have broken this out for only this occasion. I've, I've used it a couple times before, but... No, no, you should bust that out for every occasion. <laughs> I know. I've been doing it. Ask us. God knows he did. Doing it every single time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Trying to see what grandma's doing, pop naked Trump <laughs> on the background. So, uh, one, narrative, <laughs> one narrative I wanted to touch on because it's, it's amazing is we're in the mix of like mass amount of stupid conspiracies. Not that we haven't been for four years, anyways, but it seems like it's culminating right now. If there was election fraud and cheating going on, why would they do it to where we barely win the presidency? Why not go after the Senate and the House? I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's so well, and not to mention that the down vote has single handedly provided uh, major wins in the Senate yeah. for Republicans. Yeah, right, right, right. It's assault. It's like, why do it? Yeah. yeah. See, my Pennsylvania brethren around here knows me well enough to know that that's my bugaboo. I fucking hate that shit. Conspiracy yeah. pisses me off to no end. 
there's facts out there. Try to find them. Yeah. But we'd rather live in this world where everyone's a fucking mystic warlord on our flat earth and they're poisoning us from the goddamn skies. And we just can't accept the world is the world is fucking chaos and try to navigate it. You know what? That's a big reason why I lean to the left, because I'm here living in the real world. And you're not. And it just it drives me insane. Like if you have opinions that differ from me, I can deal with it. But when you're basing those opinions off of random bullshit that you and your buddies made up in QAnon, I can't deal with that. I can't respect your opinion. I can't think of you as a rational human being. Fair. It's fair enough. <laughs> Very I, fair. I, I, I Very I fair. <laughs> I did have a question for both Brent and Pencil Tucky because you're on the ground floor. Um, the- Why is she wearing a shirt? Right. <laughs> <laughs> is that Reba McIntyre? No, that's Carrie Byron, I think. Who's that? It's <laughs> Donald Trump. He's naked. He's right. Mythbusters. You see what I started? Um, <laughs> I like the hair, Pencil Tucky. You look good, man. So is there proof of your attorney general going on TV saying that they were going to count votes until Biden wins because – I mean, Pencil Tucky knows. Pencil Tucky uh, – is no stranger to maybe jarring with my dad on Facebook. <laughs> of course, it's not true. But if you put a thousand word Facebook essay and say paste and share, then everyone's going to believe it's true because they want to believe it's fucking true. Yeah, because I, I try. We actually. Why like, isn't Biden naked? Yeah, Biden should be. Because we don't need to see that to see his greatness, baby. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Oh God, I love it. No, it was funny. I I posted something on my personal Facebook, and uh, my my dad couldn't leave it alone. And then, so ever so eloquently, uh, Pencil Tucky jumped in and tagged my dad, and it was just like, "That's amazing!" (laughs) It's the biggest, most asinine rant you've ever seen. Because my dad's good for that. (laughs) He has some good ones. I, I tend to leave those ones alone. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so glad my dad isn't on Facebook. He would just be on like every conservative group telling them they're all full of shit and they're assholes. And it would just be, it would not be good. It would not be good. <laughs> just just reply be, after reply. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. That would, what that would be my dad on there. He'd call everybody yeah. a cocksucker and he'd do it all day. Every day. <laughs> and he's like, that's bullshit, man. That's, that's bullshit, man. That would be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing beats being 10 years old sleeping over at Brent's house and his dad coming out in the middle of the night with his what hair he had left all messed up and, and his tidy white he's like that's bullshit Brent bullshit I'm like get to bed yeah, we told uh, we told you we're gonna crash that one of these days my parents house should be yeah. to my parents new place we're just gonna have a bunch of people over we're gonna play N64 get hammered and my dad's going to come just, down at three in the morning dressed like Stash right now and tell us that it's bullshit. <laughs> I would do it, not because uh, – the only reason why I wouldn't is not because of the cost. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to be in the room with that many ignorant Republicans at once. Well, we're going to try to phase them out of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> alcohol, alcohol does a great thing, so. I'm afraid that some of these people would be more ignorant. <laughs> obnoxious with alcohol yeah. I can tell you for a fact that they will be 
it's not the cost of the plane ticket. It's not the cost of going out there. It's, yeah. I don't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> you know, I just don't like, you know, like I, I try to maintain friendships. If you disagree with me, that's fine. I think of one friend that I have and it, oh God, what can we call him? I know pencil Tucky. We'll call him pencil and, okay. Yeah. And there was just some dude where he like posted yes. something like, and he kind of said he, he, debated it with him a little bit and this guy like was threatening him to a fight saying he was spreading like lies and shit about him like it was so personal it didn't say a thing about him i saw the transcript it was all about donald trump but the fact that pencil tucky didn't like donald trump this dude took it as a personal insult to himself and then tried to turn everybody we know against him on facebook saying that he threatened him personally what yeah. the fuck fuck yeah yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, it's like the greatest thing of like when we do those things is this, is that when we bring it back down to like us and, and like our, our, our humanity and like, do we shop at the same place? We fucking get gas at the same place type of shit. All of a sudden things just disappear. You know what I mean? They're like, oh yeah, you're just like me. No shit, motherfucker. We've been the same poor ass motherfuckers in this world you just thought you were going to get rich off of him and you, it never happened. Slap the fucking shit out of you in this cult that you got yourself involved in. I mean, it was and like I was telling you earlier, Stash. Yeah. Like, yeah. if nothing else, maybe getting rid of him will, like, I mean, because I'm sure that there were some people inside the compound in Waco that were really upset when David <laughs> Koresh killed himself, but I don't see any Branch Davidians around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People get away from that. Yeah, yeah. Where they're going, where they're going. Hey, don't shoot into the windows, please, because he's already fucking killed himself, right? Type of feeling, you know. So, but it's that's, that's what's. But 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 it's the casualties in the war that's going to happen because they're going to go. I was wrong, and I knew I was wrong when the fucking bomb started flying over my head. Right. It's like going to Vietnam or going to Iraq or Afghanistan and you're going, what the fuck am I doing here? Type of feeling, you know, like the bombs are dropping on me and like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing here. I, I see, but I mean, I really think of it, you know, if you're thinking of it as a cult thing and I 100% think of it as a cult thing personally, and you think of other people that get wrapped up in these subcultures, in these worlds, and it's just like all that they consume, you know? Like, if we're talking anything from goddamn juggalos to freaking Nazis, like all of it, that's just what they, the, like, they control the news sources they get. That's all they care. Everybody else is an outsider. Well, if we don't have dipshit tweeting to them all the goddamn time, some of them will eventually fall off. Now, some of them are going to be in and they're just going to fall into the next thing. So we've already seen some shit. Like, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter today, but Lindsey Graham's like, I'm going to be in charge of getting the deficit down. Oh, you started caring about the deficit the fucking day that we learned that Biden's probably going to be the president. You didn't give a fuck about it for the last four years. Why am I supposed to believe you give a fuck about now? Because you're trying to get those freaking talking points, trying to extend that cult. And that's what we need. We just need to have some fucking normal people around and get out of that shit and that's what i'm hoping for well the, the, the well, we all know the deficit is a lie right because um when when 2008 happened when ben bernanke was on 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 tv he was saying well how do we deal with all of these um you know minuses and zeros and 
uh, and plus ones so that uh, uh, we can get this economy going again. He goes, well, it's just a matter of adding numbers into a system, right? And then prior to that, when 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 the whole great um, fucking the guy from 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 Wisconsin or Minnesota, uh, Paul Ryan, <laughs> uh, was like, hey, we, we're, we're, we're so ha- we're ha- so happy to have you here, and he was the greatest fucking joy in the world, and he was like, well, the only reason why I'm here was that I want you to understand is that um, you can ultimately just add money into you know people's categories as you see fit because you're solvent. You don't, you don't answer to anybody else. You can add money where you want. And they didn't like that answer, right? And so when these individuals who for so long that they followed for monetary policies uh, and, and, and they don't get those answers, boom, here we are. Uh, we were fucking solvent. We, ju- we can add money into fucking Uppy and Stash podcast right now if they wanted to because it's just a matter of ones and zeros and they add it in there. We're not going to print anything out. We're, do, we're doing it digitally. So, Well, then it, I mean, a lot of it becomes, you know, how you can sell that to people. And, you know, we saw a little bit of that with like with Yang running on the UBI sort of platform. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even Mark Cuban's brought that up, but that's a really hard sell to a lot of people because nobody, you know, it, it, so many people get so pissed that people are going to get something for free. And in fact, that's the one thing I have noticed by Trumpers sort of losing their mind online is that they're going back to their old conservative stuff. They can go back onto this other stuff. They don't have to defend Trump's craziness of the day. And I think this is where the direction we're going to go in because I get these people put things, oh, of course they vote for him. They just want stuff for free. And yeah, I mean, none of that ever goes anywhere, but it's time to say that they're going to take our guns. Everybody, yeah, everybody's going to be on welfare. They're going to make us get gay married. And gee, yeah, nobody's going to be able to say uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm Merry Christmas. Like, it's just all the same hackneyed shit we've always been hearing. And then we're just going to hear it again. Yeah, I, but, 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 but here's, here's We can get gay married, like, Uppy. Yeah, <laughs> he's happy. <laughs> but but I think I think this is this is where I was trying to get on the Kentucky side of like of that guy Charles Booker or whoever I can't remember his name now right now. But LeBron like, where, James. Where, yeah, of, of where where there was a, a loss of like of um, where we're at on classism is that we have more involved with each other as being poor people compared to those of the one percent. Right? We can be. Uh, poor at 50,000, we can still be poor at 60,000, we poor at 80, 90, 100,000, because it, what it really can take is one really bad fucking medical expense that could just come up, cancer, AIDS, whatever it is, right, can come up and wipe out your whole fucking existence of your life that you felt that you had have added up, or your wealth. They don't worry about that. Do I know why? Because they have millions built on top of that. So, so we I'm have sorry. to build on that classism, though. We have to build on it to go, we, I have more, and I have more um, involved and, and more to say, and I can say I can hold your hand as a brother or sister, what the guy in the Midwest, as a guy in the Inland Empire in Southern California, than a guy in, in fucking Beverly Hills 
because we're fucking struggling. We don't make that money. I, I hate that I feel like I'm sort of just hijacking this, but I really don't mean to. But I, I, I hate to even go back to Yang because I find him more as intriguing than I'm like some ardent supporter. It's just more like a, that's a different way of looking at things. And it, it intrigues me. I like to, to hear about it. But I did see an interview with him on MSNBC where back when he was running for president, he talked about going and meeting people in that middle America and they'd find out he's running for president and they'd find out he's running as a Democrat and they'd almost recoil. How did we become so disconnected from the working class that apparently the Democratic Party is there to help? And how do you get that back when you get a visceral reaction by even saying the word? Right. Yeah. 1786, uh, when we, you know, adopted factions as our, uh, as our duality in the, <laughs> in the American political system. <laughs> is that what it was? I mean, this is what our, you know, the founding fathers warned us against is, is the duality of having, um, you know, two main factions and, and, and political parties and what that could result in. I think that's the simple answer. The, the, the more drawn out answer is um, the Facebook <laughs> is uh, not, not, an, not enough, um, not enough face-to-face conversations as we, we have here. That is not necessarily a, um, a academic discourse <laughs> that is more so, of like <laughs> right on their keyboard. So it's, it's like, it's like, it's like what Wyckoff said when, when we're like, we're going to find ourselves in this era where we're like, we're it's, it's our, our revolution is not fought. It's not televised, but here we are fighting in another areas. Uh, is it a Wyckoff type? You know what I mean? We're like, well, we're like saying um, we're going to fight it. In a, in a front of each other, but then on the other side, you're really fighting and losing because these guys go to jail. But on this side, we're like, hey, it looks beautiful. We're, we're disagreeing with each other and we're happy about it. Uh, we can say, no, it's okay. I think Pennsylvania has a response to that. Pennsylvania. I do. I'm super excited about this opinion. And it's a shitty opinion and people don't want to say it. This is identity politics, 100%. Like, people are still pissed about the, you know, gays being able to marry and all those kind of things and, and the progressive kind of things that have happened under Obama. And this is a fucking recoil. And these people double and triple down on this stuff. And, like, you cannot move them off it. Like, people I respect, people I've worked for for, for years – We'll say things and I'm just like, ah, dude, like, really? Like, don't assume because I'm a white guy that I support the, the somewhat bigoted things that they think. And that's where we're at. Like, that's why, like, look at the numbers. Like, people changed the way they voted last time. Like, he actually gained in the gay vote. He gained in the minority vote, you know, and is it just because so much, so many more people voted? Like we can look at that at the, you know once they get all the fucking tallies. But like he gained in things, like and that does not make any sense. So the, the 
democratic coalition like is strong in certain areas, but like in other areas, like, like I've argued with a lot of my friends, like some of these like things that are like liberty important, but are not like a core to our mission, like sometimes co-opt a democratic message. And that's why Democrats struggle against Republicans because they're like, once they decide whoever they're behind, boom, they're on message. And they yeah. very rarely deviate from that. Where we have like big tent party and we have so many like tiny coalitions like that make sense on the on, on the whole, but don't make sense when you're trying to like gain voters like those alleged middle voters or those people that will flip-flop from election to election. I don't understand those I those people, but those are the ones you need so you can fucking win. You know, it's interesting is, is, you know, I, w- I obviously was not alive during the cold war. Um, shocker. Um, but so, some of you, um, may have existed for just a little bit of a time. Um, but one thing that I did, um, study quite uh, a bit at, um, in my education, uh, journey at the university of California at Santa Cruz um, <laughs> was the Cold War and a little bit of American politics. And what I feel a lot of people say is we gone are the days where, you know, communism, the word communism and socialism carries as much weight in American politics as it did before. Um, but I think that's an incomplete understanding of what exactly those terms meant um, during that time period. And I know I speak on behalf of my millennial self um, and knowing that it, I don't know what that felt like when you were labeled a communist during the cold war or a socialist. But what I do know is you're being labeled as a other. And I do believe that we have, yes, we have gotten away from the meaning of, um, uh, being called a communist or a socialist or the term communism and socialism as what it was during the cold war. Um, but we have not gotten away from the duality of being an other or an outsider. So I believe being an other be whether that being a part of the, you know, the other political party or being, um, an outsider as, um, not belonging to the majority um, has replaced the term communism or socialism in our modern day political uh, discourse. Sorry, I've been dying. I have a take on this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I think we're all sort of missing one thing that I think does turn the dial a lot in favor of the Republicans. And that is their strong stronghold with like Christianity. You know, some people that's, you know, that's the number one thing, you know, the people who are religious, that is their number one in their life, you know, God, country, family, all that shit. So we've allowed them to focus on a abortion and b gay rights as being the things that they're against. Well, yeah. we definitely are snarky about a lot of the other shit that they're supposed to be for, like, you know, helping the poor and the disenfranchised and actually caring about one another, they are more than willing to let that slide because of one freaking garbage, like toss around phrase in like Leviticus. Hmm. There has to be a way 
that the Democrats aren't the godless party to the religious because a lot of the same like core beliefs are there in the liberal agenda. I don't understand how they lose that straight up because of Roe versus Wade and gay marriage. Yeah, it's like it's sort of like this weird way they're like, well, let's get a Catholic involved and then and then maybe we can like shore up this this uh, language that we can't uh, uh, somehow shore up. Right. And then and then they get the Catholic and they're like, oh, shit, we're still stuck in the same situation. What do we do? We're back down to fucking what (laughs) Brent Liberty. We're like we're, we're, we're stuck down back into that only because there's a there's such a strong hold on the language and they're so afraid to like take it back and go no this is how we feel too yeah it has to be back it's such clearly bullshit they just elected a dude that is supposedly anti-abortion and has probably funded more abortions than most small towns in america i mean we're we are saying that a man is sent by god that has probably like barely ever goes to church at all and saying that a man is sent by satan that goes to church every sunday like mm-hmm. we're it's it's like we don't even try to fight that it's, it's like we punted it on that and i don't fucking get it because it's ridiculous it's it's because it's they they they've already decided that, that their conversation, their whole idea of being is focused on it and they've abandoned it. And for the last, probably at least say six years um, that I've known you and, and, and uh, Uppy is that there's been a, a resurgence of going, no, wait a minute. Like this is how we feel too. And here we are and you don't control the message anymore, but it's not strong enough. It's barely making any wave um, and, and those headlines. So I, I, I hope it's better in the next year. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Brent, finish with that. Then we'll... uh, I'm, okay. I'm just saying I think a big thing for the left to do would be to strongly stand on policy that isn't necessarily, as Pencil Tucky was saying, identity politics. Like there is virtue in democratic economic policy but we believe let everyone believe that we just tax and spend there is virtue in the way yeah in like our morals but we prefer to go an identity politics there are things that they do and we we need to stand on it we need to stop playing defense and just letting them have some things and then wondering why one issue voters go to donald trump even though any fucking logical person can see he doesn't stand for that yeah, it's it's the respectability of it, right? It was it was like what I was saying about Amy McGrath or uh, your 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 last politician that was there in the area of Pennsylvania area, where they were like, "Oh, hey, let's 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 play on the niceness of everything, so that they know that we're here to make things happen." That's why she lost, or that's why the last guy Corey lost, was because they didn't present themselves as saying, "I'm going to fucking fight for you and your class interests." And the fact that you get paid six fifty an hour, and fucking um, uh, uh, your 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 senator of the last 30, 40, 50 years is making three nine seven hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever it is, right? They didn't do that because they were trying to be respectful about how well we don't want to make sure that 
uh, you know, people are, are happy where they're at. Fuck that. People are not happy. Play on that attitude of how people are unhappy. The only reason why Kentucky passed the Kentucky Connect and the um, and it it worked out because it was Obamacare was because your last governor decided that it was time that to make change in the name of his people, and he did it in a way that made it sound like it benefited them, and they had no idea it was Obamacare. Until like five, six, seven, ten years later. Like, what the fuck? How does that happen? <laughs> it's all about branding, and you so know it. that. And I think that's what we need to strengthen. I'm glad so to see you're right. being safe over there. I got the Nen95. Sorry, sorry. I, I chuckled inappropriately because, yeah, Jim has got a virtual mask on his <laughs> Zoom face now. So um, before we take a quick break and get into the shortest football segment of the year, um, I want to close out asking everyone a question and uh, we, we lost Dodger. He has, he has to get ready for work in the morning. So he had to leave, but bitch basically what's the one thing that maybe has shocked you the most over the last four years. And do you think that with potential of a Biden presidency, do you see it changing? And to give you an idea what I mean is like, in my instance is like um, four years ago, I, I truly believed in a system where, there's one fact and where opinions came into is the opinion part was your opinion was what do we do with that fact? And I was very surprised over the last four years to realize there's just a large amount of people who think their opinion is fact. And do I see that getting better? Um, I don't know. And I don't think people like me will help. Because truthfully and honestly, I'll just say it right here, right now, is um, I'm assuming that if <laughs> it works out the way we think it's going to go and Biden is elected president, uh, we don't know how the Senate's going to go. I'm assuming more of the hardline conservatives who have been total douchebags the last four years might start making reasonable arguments on policy because they know that they're going to lose it. And I'll be honest, I'll be the first one to sit there and say for the next at least two years, my standard response to them is Trump lost, get over it. Like, I, I have no desire to, <laughs> to engage them when no one wanted to engage me on adult conversations. So, I, you know, I don't, Trump, I don't Trump, think it's <laughs> right. Go ahead, Brent. Go for um, it. If we're talking about what's shocked me the most and what, what I think can change with this. And the big reason that um, I feel Biden winning this election would be a big deal is that Trump had a tendency to play us against each other for personal gain. Like it was all about him. We, you know, even today, like the most presidential thing I have fucking heard since 2016 was Joe Biden coming on and talking to us for five, 10 minutes today of just actually preaching mm -hmm. unity and saying he's going to work for everybody. And it mm -hmm. just seems like every time we needed Trump to step up and say something that unifies us, he would further divide us in a way that benefited him personally. It is very nice to see that that tactic, it looks like it's fucking biting him in the ass, but that's what we need. That's what's shocking is that somebody will shit on our country for personal gain and people buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Uh, I think I, you know, I'm an optimist and I'm also an educator. So, uh, you know, moving forward, um, you know, continue have continuing to push students in a way that has them uh, putting them into opportunities to have meaningful discussions about their own ideas. And um, if they haven't ever thought about those ideas uh, that are not their own mommies and daddies, figuring out how to get them in places where they are uh, uncomfortable and start to think about things for themselves for the first time or for the millionth time. But, um, you know, I am an educator. I'm a, uh, I, I try to be, remain a positive person. I think you know, obviously our youth is the future always. And that remains consistent. So, um, educating the, the kids. Uh, pencil techie. Yo, Tucky. <laughs> he hates Donald Trump. I think that's... that's there he is. He's back. He's back. And your thoughts? Hey, hey. I have no thoughts. We're going to struggle. We're struggling for like at least 10 years with Trumpism and all of the things that happen after that. Like, can you imagine his TV channel he's going to have? He's not going to be quiet like a normal president and like disappear for a couple years. We're going to have. So he's he's going to have a TV show from prison. He's going to have those privileges. That's going to take forever to get him anywhere and <laughs> probably die before then. But like we have an onslaught of media. It's going to just fucking overwhelm Democrats because we don't have the same machine that they have. We don't have Fox News and we're running straight into this and it's going to be brutal because he's not going to disappear. Like if he's not in jail and muzzled, he is full on onslaught. It, it, all of the norms we had, he broke those yeah. already. Yeah. So now we're going to walk into like an era where Biden's going to be there and can he control the narrative while Trump is going to like bombast from like outside Far. the presidency. It's going to be terrible. It's we're, we're this is going to be the worst era of media for like the next ten years. As much yeah. as I would love to not see it, I, I would love to see it. I do hope that um, we do not have to ha have the um, military escort uh, president outside out of the uh, the Oval Office. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. But it that does. Um, I, I, going along with your your mantra there, that does kind of um, worry me a little bit. But. It's a probability, and he's going to do it simply because of the the optics, simply because of like the narrative that he can push as he comes out with a fucking grin on his face while the, like they escort him out of the White House. It, it, it's all a game we're being played. And it's going to play out like, and we keep saying how it's going to play out and then he does it. And we're all like, holy shit, he did it. Like, True. It's, it's going to continue. Like, we're yeah. fucking snaps, all of us, because That's we fucking push his narrative. So I do have a follow-up question for you, Pencil Tucky. Um, I did see today that Twitter said that after, you know, if he loses and he's out and he breaks the terms of service, they will suspend his account like they did for Bannon. I, it's a step in the right direction. Is is 
is the answer here for social media to continue to push him out and make him go further, mm-hmm. further into the right wing shit crazy place that the normals don't go to? Yes. No. Because it's gonna it's gonna fuel the fire. So now you're shutting down a former president immediately because he's gonna go straight to batshit, and they're gonna shut him down right away. And then it's it's gonna. It's it's like we keep fucking like pushing off this like forest fire. Somehow we have a barrier, and then like we let it get bigger and bigger until like it fucking just flops on us and we're fucked. Like we need to be proactive in the way that we fucking deal with him, because we know what he's going to do. We keep saying what he's going to do. He does the thing he does, and we're all like, "Holy fuck, he did it." Because there's no explicit rule against anything that he's doing. Like, that's the beauty of Trump. He's a fucking asshole to the nth degree. Like, if there's not a law saying he can't do the shitty thing that we just never did because it was, like, impolite to do in politics, he fucking does it. And then yeah. the Democrats sit there like, holy fuck, he did it. And he does it time and time again. Like, why are we not, like, coming back and like proactively shutting down those avenues. I don't know. Maybe as far as, good point. As far as the social media though, um, will he even have a phone to do it from once Deutsche Bank seizes his assets because he lost yeah. the election? Oh, right. he's too big to fail. You and I all <laughs> know, we both know that. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the, the, we'll, America will prop him up until he dies. And then we'll find out all the shitty, fucking horrible things he did afterwards. And then there'll be laws passed. And that's what's going to happen. Because that's Act- how we can deal with tyrants. We, and like, we have our own tyrants that have popped up in some capacity. And we fucking always fucking just smooth it over. At some point, Sasha Baron Cohen's going to need right. content for a third Borat. So um, <laughs> the, I, I agree. It's not going away. <laughs> He could probably go straight in the Borat suit to Trump, and he'd have no idea. <laughs> so uh, we will give a chance. It's going to be bigly. Like, this dude is—he's a fucking master of media, and we all fucking play into it in some capacity. And like, it's the fucking worst thing, and nobody can turn away. He just needs to die because he's like, there's not going to be an immediate replacement. There's. N- you have oh, to really shit. hate that shitheadness. And I don't think it's like like there's like 10 of them laying around that you can plug them in and play. Like we're, it's going to go away. It's going to yeah. be, like, there's going to be this gap before another asshole comes up. Yeah. I, 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 I feel you. You just have to like, kind of like build on it. Like it's not a, it's not a like a one step solution anymore. It's going to, it's going to take everybody to do it. And, we all got to hang in there and just fucking pound it out, man. All right. So, Stash, take a stab at answering the question, then we're going to take a quick break. So, go ahead. You haven't had a chance to answer the question for yourself. So, go ahead. And what was the question? Um, basically, what has surprised you most over the last, what has surprised you the most over the last these last four years, and will a Biden presidency change it? Okay. Um, what surprised me the most is that. <clears throat> There was a huge um, gathering uh, in, in Arizona and Nevada to get uh, 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 Trump out. Mm. And 
that's that surprised me a lot because I I really thought in those two states that it would be really red, um, and that what I'm looking forward to is not the sense of that's going to be a normalcy because in uh, type of life that we live in now there's no normal um, in the sense of that um, we're going to be involved in the same wars. Uh, we're going to be engaged in the same type of fights that we were, were with Obama. Um, and uh, it's, and what I want to see different is that those who've engaged to make this happen, to say no more of that when it comes to challenging of a, uh, of, of a, um, a situation when it comes up and they say no. But that, that, that happens yearly, daily, monthly, weekly. People got to be out there with the situation. So um, I'm excited. And let's go to break when you're ready. I guess I have one parting thought before we kick it off. And it's quick. Wouldn't it. it be – do you remember before every president before this, like some days when Obama was president, I wouldn't think of Obama at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think that has happened since Trump became president. No. Maybe if there's one awesome silver lining we're not thinking of is that there might be a day 10 months from now where we don't think about President Biden at all and we just live our lives. I would love to go back to the days where I didn't have to sit there and care about politics. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, duck. Like, I, I've said that so many times to my friends. Obama would like pop up like twice a week and it'll be like, he shook hands with some asshole. Like you were we that again. <laughs> yeah. Like that was fucking beauty. Cause like, Oh, like he's talking to so-and-so from France. Who gives a fuck? Great. He's doing some presidential shit. We're okay with it. Like it wasn't an onslaught of like, everything's terrible. Like we're like the Democrats are trying to fuck you in the ass. That's not what we heard daily. We just got like a couple blips. Hey, he did a thing. He fucking signed some treaty. We didn't give a fuck. And that's what Americans want. I think overall, other than Republican Trumpers want to punch us in the dick. Like, True. like you get that obsession yeah. away from them, we'll be fine. But we, 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 we can never get back to that point where I, I, I feel that I see what you're feeling because I want to be there again too, but we can't get back to it because um, it's like, it's like hyper-partisan 10.0, no matter what happens, no matter what he does, no matter what he says, no matter who or she is, there's always going to be a type of partisanship because um, the minute that Trump introduced the fact that this guy is not an American, you added a, double H hyper-partisan on top of it, where you go, well, he's not really an American, so how can you really be here? So you add that idea of going, you know, to it, so it just builds on top of it, and you can never build away. Because it's already there. The idea is there. Whether you're in the West and and Southern California, or you're in the uh, mid uh, uh, or you're in the um, and you're, you're where you guys are out and our northeastern folks, it, it doesn't it doesn't ever go away because they think about it. 
hope for the best. I'm hoping for those days where I just don't think about the president. And right. I hope we all are too. That's all I care about. That would be we are. awesome. In we fact, are a representative democracy. Yeah. <laughs> um, representative so gonna, for a reason. I'm going to make a hard pivot. I'm actually going to make the executive decision not to take a break. Because um, this last part's not going to take very long. Well, I need another beer then. Hold on. Hurry up. <laughs> hurry up. Go, go, go run to your garage. Um, so we're just going to hard pivot straight into the football segment. Because As I would have bought beer if I knew I was doing this tonight. <laughs> you're always podcasting brother you always got to be ready to go that means i'm drinking beer a lot and i usually don't have any tonight <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be like me you gotta be ready to go no matter what happens i think right, so it'll be interesting can i just say one more thing i'm sorry sure. yes, i think yes. it'll be interesting to see how much biden and harris <laughs> push the ticket i mean push the base in terms of what it is that, you know, we would be, I say we, what it is that the, um, that the democratic base would want a administration to push for and how much they actually don't do that and hope to not feed into that media narrative that everything is just going to change. It'll be interesting to see, um, how I, I personally believe we will see a very, very boring administration, over the next four years, but uh, not oh, that that's going to be but in the best way possible. Bad. Yeah. In the best way possible. Um, <laughs> and thought, <laughs> but, but, but is it, is it boring in the sense of like, um, it's normal. Dead? It's, it's dead boring it's or, or, or it's boring because it's normal. Boring. Cause it's normal. Boring. Cause it's normal. That's just uh, <laughs> delicious. I, I want it. Right. I look forward to I look I look I do look forward to the day where I'm no longer a, p- a key to the cog and I, I can unfollow Donald Trump on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um just to feel better <laughs> about myself. Um <laughs> it's all a part of the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so our football segment this week, uh everyone's team is on a bye. <laughs> Hour and forty minutes in. <laughs> yeah, we didn't start. We're yeah. We're going Joe Rogan length tonight. <laughs> we are. Um, yeah. We haven't lately. Um, we only have one game to predict, and because um, there's only two games for this week, and the other one was Thursday night, Green Bay and San Francisco. Everyone but Beardo picked. Green Bay. So no, not we're not there yet. Hold your horses, Dash. Come on. <laughs> I mean, so it's the, a pretty case-closed game. I mean, there's not much to, to talk about here. So the, so the one game we have to predict, and we have two guest predictors. Uh, Brent, last time we were on, you went 2-1, and one, so good job. Um, so we, we have Las Vegas at char- uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, and Chitwood, by virtue of the fact that the Raiders have a better record than the Chargers, I'll let you go first. Um. You know that Herbert's he's a good he's a good quarterback. I I, don't th- I think that has to be stated. Um, I you know he is still a rookie and all that jazz, but you know I think I think he looks good. Um, you know, unpopular opinion uh, to give me Herbert over um, Burrow, but. Um, you know, I think I had honestly at the beginning of the year. I think I ha- honestly had the the Chargers 
taking down the Raiders just because I saw something this year in the Chargers on hard knocks. Um, and I like that defense, but, you know, I think where we're at in the season, I think it's going to be um, – I think I, I think Herbert might run into a wall here this week. And I'm not necessarily sure it's because of the, the Raiders. Um, I think we just might see um, maybe poor play from uh, from the supporting cast. So we're going to go 20 – no, we're going to go – yeah, fuck it. We'll go 29 to 20. Don't ask me why about the 29. For the record, Chitwood, you actually preseason picked the Charger. You picked the Raiders to win. Oh, okay. I had the first Charger um, for Chargers game as less. Okay. Uh, stash. Well, that's that's pretty fucking good. I, I like that. Um, and I'm actually going um, the opposite of you because this and the, the, the Raiders um, this year actually have all of years is that they, they've actually have something great going on in their team. And this is actually really hard to say as a Charger fan because I want them to beat the fucking Chargers. I want them to go out there and fucking play a great game and they will. And they absolutely will, but it will be more like a 21-14 type of, type of day because um, Chargers will put up a good fucking fight, but um, the Raiders are going to take it. The, uh, from the stats that I've read from Nate Silver and other places have just shown too much that Chargers have a high percentage of winning. Um, and I hate to say it. God damn it. And I hate to say it, but I got it all the way that your Chargers, that Chargers just cannot do it because our quarterback doesn't have enough variety also as well to handle something like the Raiders and what they were putting out for the last four weeks or five weeks. So Variety yet, yet. Growth, growth mindset. Yeah, but it will happen. It will happen. But – there's also a lot of talk that they're going to let go of Anthony Lynn. Um, so there's that added, added into it. So God dang it. If you don't win it, he's going to be gone and he's not going to win it. So he's gone anyways. So I still have it that Las Vegas is going to do a more of like a 28, 14 Las Vegas. Okay. Just so I heard correctly. Um, to what you did say, Raiders twenty nine twenty, right? Raiders twenty nine twenty. There's a there's a safety there. Okay, I'm gonna get into the I'm gonna get into the three scores of the people who are not here. Beardo has the Chargers twenty seven twenty four. Dodger had the Raiders uh, winning twenty to twenty one. I guess it's not as funny because he's not here to hear it. And then Dirty Dan had Chargers twenty thirty five twenty seven. And um, we'll go to Pennsylvania. What do you think? Pencil Tucky. Oh, well, all right. Uh, Brent and Liberty, you want to go for it? Okay. Yeah. So um, I look at that team. The Chargers, to me, I mean, you know, I don't think they're very good, but I think they've gotten a lot out of the talent that they have. Um, 
I guess one of my things with them that I was hoping to see this year is that we always sort of blamed Phillip Rivers for the Chargers' ability to piss games away. And you're still pissing games away. You pissed last week's game. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that there's some hope that that could change with, like, as Herbert matures. But I, I feel like that's almost the legacy of the Chargers over the last five or six years is that they don't piss games away. And I'm predicting oh. the same exact thing to happen. Um, I think they're going to give the Raiders, who I think are a better team, a run for their money. I think there's going to be a point in this tank game where we think the Raiders, I mean, the Chargers are going to win. But I'm saying 31-28 Raiders. Yes, uh, I, w- I would definitely like to point out that the Chargers at times have definitely earned the nickname Cleveland West because they, they have the odd way of finding ways to lose at times. Um, Pencil Tucky, you there? Uh, maybe he's like me, where I just had to switch it over to my phone because I, I was having problems with my Wi-Fi. Be, at least, at least you, the factory sadness uh, East um, actually had the ability to house more than you know ten thousand people at a time, um, and didn't have to, from Qualcomm to uh, hello, Qualcomm. hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> there you are, Pink Lagoon. Uh, what there do you think? He is. <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> We're thinking about uh, Raiders Chargers. The Raiders are going to kick the shit out of the Chargers. Like cars, like on point. They have a lot of talent there. Like it, you you guys are flashing the pan over uh, in Los Angeles. So um, I'm saying like 31, 31? 24. Oh, 31. All right. Well, I, I truthfully, truthfully, um, my gut, my gut says Raiders. Um, for Better several reasons, I, for for several reasons, like I didn't get into last week. You know, things like Derek Carr's got like something like a seventy three percent completion percentage. Um, you just don't fake that. But by virtue of the fact that the Raiders now have the tiebreaker over Cleveland. I am going to go to the Chargers because they are not some dumpy team. I think they do have talent. It just picks and choose once it when it when it wants to manifest itself. So I'm going to go in revenge from the Broncos game last week. I'm going to just say like Chargers win by one point twenty seven twenty six. The win does not uh, prove to be a factor this weekend. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> there, there's a great clip I saw on Facebook of Kareem Hunt last week. He was complaining that it was like it went from like sunny to rainy to hail to snow. We had like five seasons today. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, he should know better. I mean, he of all people should know. I mean, he he is from Cleveland, so yeah, he grew up in Willoughby. I mean, he played. <laughs> that. So um, yeah, we ran extremely long, but what a fun conversation! I wanted. Thank Pencil Tucky and Brenton Liberty for staying up late with us, uh, joining yes. us this week. Thank you for your yes. contributions. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Definitely. <laughs> and then uh, Chitwood, thank you for coming on. Stash, thank you. Dodger, you left us early, but I know you're listening because you do listen to our podcast. Um, thank you for <laughs> hanging in there as long as you could. And um, 
maybe by next week we will actually have a finality to this election. So we'll we'll have more uh, politics talk next week. So till then, we wish you a good afternoon, a good evening, and good night. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs>